It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Jazz here. And I am so digging the GeekCast Radio Network. Greetings, humans. This is Starscream. And you're listening to ToyCast. And if any of you call me a potsformer, one more time! Now, ToyCast, oh yes, listen in to the only toy podcast you will ever need. Hello and welcome to ToyCast, this is episode 107, that's right folks, we have a new record here at ToyCast, it is 107, thanks to April O'Neil, of course, oh I love that movie. I am, of course, TFG and Mike. Joining me, as always at this point, uh, not the floor burger, uh, he, he's too busy being a table elitist, is Mr. A. Das Baron. Hello, sir. Oh, sorry. Baron can't come to the phone now. If you'd like to leave a message after the beep, you can. Sorry. So I, I've been watching so much G.I. Joe lately <laughs> on YouTube, it just kind of wears off on me. Hey, that's a good Cobra. It's funny you mention that, because actually, as of this recording, this episode will be out probably way later, but I am actually listening to The Games Master, almost famous in the geek 80s by Flint Dilly. So I am listening to Flint Dilly's book. The Games Master was an episode title of a G.I. Joe episode that I believe he wrote. Why else would his book be titled that? And I'm on the chapter called the Voltronic Galaxator. What? <laughs> yeah. If you watch, um, <clears throat> he says in the book that it's in, it's featured in Blaster Blues and Transformers Generation One episode Blaster Blues. I think Blaster Blues was in season two or season three. I forget. But if you watch that episode, they mention the Voltronic Galaxator. I, I don't know, but I am loving listening to Flint's book and, and just loving hearing his stories of Sunbow and and everything like that. And Now, the question is, is Hector Ramirez involved? In what? In, in, in what you're listening to, since he shows up. Oh, the... no, 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 no. Um, 
he's Flint talks about him briefly as a, you mean the character. Oh, I yeah. thought this was like an, an audio book. For it, it is. Yeah. It's Flint's biography. Okay. I'm, I'm thinking it's like a scripted. No, 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 no. This is, I only, okay. li- I only listen to, um, autobiographies on audible. Most mm-hmm. of the time, like, you know, like if you want to sit here and spend eight hours telling your story and, most of the time, I prefer when the actual author narrates the book, but sometimes other narrators are not bad. And the guy that is narrating this is Eric Michael Summerer. I've never heard of him, but I've kind of gotten to gotten used to listening to his voice talking about, you know, telling Flint's story. So, no, this is all about his career, his life, and and everything like that. And he talks about. Uh, visionaries and transformers and gi joe and and buck rogers and all that all that 70s and 80s animation stuff and games and dungeons and dragons and all that other stuff so we are here in episode 107 because das uh when did you go on this journey of yours um let's see this uh this one maybe two weeks ago Two weeks ago today. So you live in Pennsylvania, and you decided to go to Jersey. Yeah, um, I I live pretty close to the uh, PA Jersey border in varying uh, degrees on like where I'm going. Um, so I had a week and a half off between my my old job and my new job, and mm-hmm. I thought let's take let's make the opportunity let's make this worth it. Right. Um, <laughs> All right, so you decided to make your time between jobs worth it. Yeah, um, so I knew because a a previous friend had taken me to two places in Jersey. Um, This was maybe like three years ago, and they were really nice places. Um, And I thought, let's maybe add to this. But looking at, I'm terrible with maps, so I don't know how far apart these places were from each other. Okay. Uh, turns turns out they were only like 20 minutes tops from one another. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, and I didn't. I only went out maybe about an hour from where I live. I <laughs> I was expecting much further. Right. But we we made a day of it. Um, I got to see my friend Brandon, who I haven't seen like most of my friends for like the past year and a half. <sighs> you know, there was that virus. There, there is not was. I need to correct myself on that. There is that virus thing. No matter, even though we are vaccinated now, that that um, that beer virus still rears its ugly head. Yeah, so it was it was great to finally see him. Um, and like I hadn't gone on a road trip with a friend in forever. And then most of the times when I'm doing things toys related, um, I do it by myself. I'm toy hunting, or I go to a toy show or a convention, and you know, like I get in, and I get out, and if I find what I'm looking for, great. If I don't, then I just leave. Mm-hmm. Um, so having company was really fun. You know, we got to shoot the breeze for the entire afternoon. Um, so we first started out with a small place called Play With This Toys and Collectibles in Merchantville. Um, this is the one I had not been to before. So okay. uh, I was not sure what to expect. I go in there. It's it's a small shop consisting kind of of like two room, two small rooms. 
they had a lot of bagged semi and somewhat vintage things like most of it was current marvel legends that were bagged or older marvel legends that were bagged nothing that really screamed fantastic to me i did wind up i did wind up getting a common rider uh figure arts there because i'm i'm a sucker for those and then a lot of figure arts go for much higher on the aftermarket so i'm like ah this is 45 dollars um (laughs) let me let me see let me let me bring up amazon or ebay see how much he's going for now like i think many of us do and decide whether or not to get them, and I did. Uh, he he's the the less lesser of the riders from the eighties. Mm-hmm. Sorry, that would be a plane. Ooh, <laughs> technical difficulties. Let's move on, shall we? Yeah. So he he's the the lesser known of the common riders. He was he had a movie in like 1984 to try to propel him into a new series because in the 80s and 90s Kamen Rider wasn't around that much as I find I'm going into a long history. I'll stop because I'm I'm just going to go down a rabbit hole now. Um so Brandon and I we just kind of talked throughout the store and I like I had what I wanted to get. I'm like mm-hmm. okay, let's go, let's go, but Brandon is still talking to me. Um we can do this in the car, dude. Um, so we eventually leave and then we make our way to the house of fun, which, um, is in Barrington. Hmm. Um, turns out they have moved. So we went to the new location and we go in and it's a very clean storefront and there's a bunch of things in the first room. There's a counter and then there's some like cartoon openings playing in the corner with a, a monitor and I'm thinking to myself, I remember there being a lot more toys in this. I'm like, where did all this stuff go? And then I turn my head, <laughs> and then there's a hallway which goes into a, I don't want to say giant, uh, not quite like, more like a giant back room of sorts. Okay. But, but it's cleaned up to look like a storefront. And there was so many things there. Oh, my God. <laughs> they, had, they had more than... Um, I I had remembered. I think they have more than the old location did. They they have regular stuff, imports, old stuff, new stuff, board games. I think there were some models there. So many Marvel Legends. Practically, if you could name it, uh, they had it. Mm-hmm. My my friend Joe wound up going there last week, and he told me they had a carded Dragon Man there. You don't see those uh, very often. No, you don't. <laughs> That's one of those. Yeah, I did. I did not see it when I was there, and he's telling me it was going for four hundred dollars, which, considering what I've seen other people pay for it, that's not terrible. I think maybe someone could correct me on that, but I, I think that's fairly cheap for what it is. Um, so I got, lo and behold, I got another common rider. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see, I got a common rider. I got a Rocco's Modern Life enamel pin because they had a bunch of enamel pins by the uh, front register. Mm. That, that. How were these stores like you, you mentioned this store that you're talking about now that how it was laid out? How was how were they laid out compared to each other? Was one of the stores better than the other one as far as the layout goes, as far as being able to get to stuff? Oh, yeah. House of Fun uh, was the 
the best of them all. The the play with those toys and collectibles had things behind some glass. There were a bunch of things behind the counter. Um, here, mostly everything was out. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of things were not priced. So I had a small stack in my arms, and then I had to go up to the person working there. And then they had to go to the, I guess, the owner who's in the back and then just, like, slap some price stickers on it. Jeez. They also had animation cells, which... Again, I don't remember in their previous location. And they had a bunch of X-Men ones. Mm. And my favorite X-Men is Beast. And they had one where he's on full display. Mm-hmm. I think it's from season two. Uh, so they, I was like, how much is this? They they took it to the back and then they brought it out. It was like $130. I'm like, oh, I can't pay for this right now. <laughs> back in the bin you go. And then yeah. behind those, there were Ewok cells going for like 40 bucks. Oh, wow, that's... Wow, dang. As in droids and Ewoks? Yes. Yeah. Oh, boy. That's... Um, unfortunately, Josh is uh, not with us at the moment, but I had told him I did run into Waterworld figures there. Not a ton, but some of them. All right, I'm just curious, because it's a big joke around here between... His love of Waterworld toys and and my love of Funko, we tease each other all the time. Did you see any prices on these, or was this one of those things, again, where you would have had to take it to the back? Uh, Yeah, I did did take it to the back. There was a (sighs) lot of things that did not have prices on it. That's not... I don't care what store it is. I don't care how well the store is laid out. If you're trying to sell stuff and you want people to know what they're going to be paying for stuff, unless it's like some of the, the cells I can kind of understand, but water world toys take a price gun and just 99 cents. Those things. Yeah. Oh, I'm <laughs> sure he, he'd argue with that. I'm sure he would too. It's a good thing. He's not here because he'd, he'd, he'd have, uh, you know, lambasted me by now. Oh, he chastised me for not asking him if he wanted any, even though I, <laughs> I know. Even though I thought he had all of them. Yeah, I thought he had all of them too. So why does he need more of them? Because apparently you can never have enough. You know, I guess if he loves it, he loves it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They had a lot of weird bootlegs. Uh, I picked up a bootleg for one of my friends who I have not given to yet. Um, just in case they listen to this, I don't want to spoil what it is. But it's it's pretty weird. It's pretty awful. Uh, the card was pretty pristine. And it was like $12. When it probably should have been cheaper than that. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. So we, we were in there for... I don't know, maybe two hours, just, you know, we see something and then it brings up memories and then we just start talking about it. Mm. There were, they had vintage mad balls in the package. Oh, that's cool. Uh, You'd think so. However, these are from 1986 and they're literally deteriorating. Oh no. Yeah. It was really gross. Ew. Well, I mean, between mad balls and what was it? Boglins. Those were the gross toys of the 80s. Yeah, they 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 had um I think they had one of those reaction my pet monster figures which I was kind of interested in but they only had the football version. Mm. 
Hockey would have been much better. I have enough stuff, so the things <laughs> that like pop up on the fly, it's like, do I want this? I don't know. I, I have to take a step back and then kind of talk myself out of it because I have toys everywhere in my apartment. <laughs> so we, we went on to the next place, which mm-hmm. was Tiki Tiki Board Games, which, again, I had been be- before. Uh, they're in Woodbury, which is part of what they considered a nerd mall. It's basically one big open floor plan for a, I don't know, a moderately sized store. Like there's there's some steps that go up to a, another level. But the, the, the area itself is kind of broken into different mini stores if that makes sense yeah so like there there's there's a corner that has action figures there's a corner that has skateboard stuff there's another corner that has uh board games there's another section that has music cool now they didn't have a ton of toys but i remember them not having a ton the last time I was there, they had a bin of like vintage turtles, and I got a, a pretty good knucklehead for a decent price. They did not have bins of vintage stuff like they did before. They had a bunch of bagged uh, Marvel Legends Build-A-Figure pieces, none of which I wanted. Um, <laughs> looking around, you know, there are like Transformers and some stuff, other stuff that I wasn't quite interested in or already had. And on one shelf, they, they only had like two or three shelves of stuff on one shelf. They had four count them four Zartans from the GI Joe classified collection. Really? The new stuff, the new stuff. And wow. I, I already ordered mine off big bad toy store and I've had mine for like a month at this point. So, Mm -hmm. Oh, you know, if only I actually needed one, this would be a great opportunity to grab one. Yeah. And then they had, you know, like a Cobra commander and the ones that you'll normally find like road. If you find them like roadblock, mm-hmm. so I'm thinking, ah, oh, you know, like I'm still looking for those Cobra troopers and they're just, I mean, I see that you can order them on big bad, but I just like finding things in the wild. Yeah. And, um, so, you know, I'm looking against the wall and there's still nothing. And then I walk, I, I turn the corner of the G.I. Joe shelf to the end cap, and then I look down. Mm-hmm. Six Cobra Troopers. <laughs> I bought two. <laughs> I, I almost got three, but my money was a little tight if I got a third one, only to get a, a, a sizable final paycheck for my last job the next day. And I'm thinking to myself, should I just go back and buy the rest of them? <laughs> but again, yeah. I'm running out of space, so I I can only put so many GI Joe figures on one shelf. Yeah, I mean, it's not like you have a whole basement yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens in the future. I, I don't know what my living situation is going to be like. Uh-oh. Uh oh. I don't know. I I'm just like thinking yeah. things are fine. It's just like you know, who knows what the future brings. That's true. So that was our day. Um, we left around 11 and made it back probably around 5 o'clock. Uh, oh, a, a, a good day. Um, you know, just the the regular, like, you know, like most people, everyone has anxiety. I deal with anxiety. Um, and it was a good 
way to keep my mind off things and just kind of focus on the moment because, you know, COVID has been around and you're locked up all day, in my case, by myself, and you're just left with, you know, thinking in your head too much. So you need a distraction. Yeah. So it was it was welcomed. Yeah. Distractions are are good. I don't remember if you are or not, but are you a Star Trek person? I've started in maybe 2012 or so. Mm. I'm not like a diehard Star Trek fan, but I know enough. Okay. Because, again, as of this recording, folks, this episode will be out probably a month or so from when we're actually recording it. But as of 6-17-21, Toy News I, Toy News International, I guess, dot com, showed off a picture of the new Playmobil Star Trek USS Enterprise NCC-1701 playset coming in September. Ooh, 500 bucks. Yeah, it's in, Whoa! The, it's, it's in I, the Toy or, toy World Order group. Okay, I, I only saw uh, a thumbnail of it. I didn't realize how big that thing was. Oh, yeah, it's huge. And plus it comes with it's the ship. It's all the chairs. It's the three, four, looks like six figures. Three, I can't do any math. Seven figures, apparently, and all the accessories. And I'm just like, holy crap. The adventure you went on, are the, like, when you go toy hunting, you normally, I assume you normally stay around, you know, your town, your area, your whatever. Is this an adventure you would repeat to check these stores out again? Or do you feel like I've seen these stores unless a few of them update or at least put prices on things. I'm probably not going to come back kind of thing. Or how did you feel at the end of the day? Oh, there there were still other things that I wish I pulled the trigger on or piqued my fancy. There are so many vintage toys and toy lines out there. That in the back of my mind, I think this would be nice to collect, but, you know, money in space. But right. there was a lot which was kind of in my wheelhouse. But, you know, I showed restraint and <laughs> only walked away with what little I could. Well, it wasn't that much little, but yeah. <laughs> very cool. Very cool. What other toy things have you found recently? Um, well, I did. Stumble up, well, I didn't stumble upon. My friend gave me the heads up that one of the targets had about seven major bloods. Oh boy, and you didn't get Josh one? Uh oh. Uh, well, I, <laughs> let me continue. So uh, I I bought mine. I rushed there. I was I was coming from I was in Jersey for another reason, and then I just drove past my apartment and then went straight to this target to get him. Brought him home. Made another target run maybe Sunday, mm-hmm. and there were still four left, which is uh, completely as- astonishing to me. That's because, unheard of. Yeah, because so, we know how fast these things fly off the shelf. That and the fact that G.I. Joe toys are even on the shelf to begin with, whether they fly off of the shelf or not, like, that's crazy to me holy carp 
So I, I snapped a picture, sent it to Josh. Is this what you're looking for? Yes, get it for me. So he, there you he go. got his major blood. There you go. That works. Uh, all right. Um, what is a toy store like? Is there a famous toy store or something that you've always wanted to go to? Hmm. Huh. Um, I mean, most of the places I, I think of, I more associate with comics. Right. Yeah. That just happen to have collectibles. There, there's um, uh, what's the Times Square comics place that I've been to a couple of times? Midtown. There we go, Midtown. Uh, you know, the first floor is pretty much all comics, and then the second floor are collectibles. And mm. I, I can find some some okay Japanese stuff that I'm looking for, uh, but they're all going for suggested or not suggested retail price, but whatever the market dictates. Right. Yeah. Cool, cool, awesome. Well, this has kind of been a short episode, folks. Uh, I think it... (laughs) Obviously, no one will hear the parts I've edited out, but I think it probably would have been a little bit more funnier if Josh was here, but oh no, he had to work, or he had to do something with his Waterworld toys. I don't know, maybe he had to water them. No clue. Uh, When I asked you that question about like famous toy the only thing i can think of and of course it's fictional but duncan's toy chest from home alone home alone 2 is like the first thing i or you know that kind of thing i don't know are there even famous toy stores anymore i mean they killed the giraffe so yeah i mean all all i really want to do is time travel to toys r us in the 80s so i can see that whole setup again because that is Oh my God! It is it is such a welcome sight. It, it is it is a feast for the eyes for me. Yep, absolutely is. All right, folks. I think we're gonna close off this episode before it goes too far down the drain. I don't know what the heck happened with this one, but you know, hey, we've had let's see episode we've had about seven episodes so far that we're back here at Toycast, and you know they all can't be stellar. I guess. I don't know. Don't sell yourself short. I'm pretty tall. I don't think I could sell myself short, sadly. Yeah, I'm the short one. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I mean, for me, it's like, I love seeing all the old stuff. I love seeing the toy hunts, and I know I've said this in every episode to this point. I just, I'm not a toy hunter anymore. Because I don't, like, my collection is one company. Right. Like, I appreciate everything that's coming out, but I do not, like, you, you have toys all over your apartment. I'm trying not to have toys all over my apartment because I'm not single. But it's just one of those things where I don't have shelves, I don't have this, I don't have that. I'm in the process of actually moving all of the Funko Pops and which I only have about what is there like 15 over there out of the over 100 that I have in storage so it's like I need to rearrange things and everything else and and I appreciate like you know when you showed me when we talked about your um, in when we do the first first display case was episode 104 
when you showed me the Spider-Man base and stuff, I'm like, ooh, that's cool. Zero desire to have that anywhere in this apartment currently. Oh, yeah. <laughs> kind of thing. And it's like, I, I appreciate it. We wouldn't be doing this podcast if, if we didn't appreciate the toys. I just, I'm at the point in my life where it's like, I just want something small, simple, and easy that I can put in a corner that I can pull out of the box every now and then to take pictures of it and just put it back and just let it be. Yeah, a lot of my know. stuff is the half of my things are are kind of the, that way. <laughs> but the boxes take up so much space. You should open your toys. <laughs> I do, and then I just put them back because the, <laughs> my Japanese packaging—they're just—it's so nice. Yes, yes, it is. All right, folks, coming up next here on ToyCast, we have got two, uh, we got a double shot of Origins episodes. My buddy Pecan Court Michael, who was on a numerous amount of the previous ToyCast episodes before episode 100, he returns and he, we, I get his toy, cat, toy origin story. And then my other buddy Joe Reed, who came up with a couple of the questions for the, for the Origins, he's going to be in episode 109. So that's what's coming up here inside ToyCast. I don't know what else we're going to be doing. Maybe 110 will be another display case or something. I promise it'll be more upbeat than it is now. I just feel like I'm in a sl- It's like... I forget which episode it was, but I have an audio clip that I'll probably put in here somewhere of Dr. Doofenshmirtz. I just got in such a funk. I, I will say, though, your your Baron's Odyssey to New Jersey does sound like a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, if I had people like you, like Josh, that were around me that, you know, we could go to whatever, like, eh, I'm going to turn him into a Funko fan. He may not be a diehard Funko fan, but I'm going to turn him into a Funko fan. If you guys ever come out here to the state of Washington, we are driving three hours to Funko headquarters, and we're going to check it out. <laughs> just, just have just make one that resembles him, and then maybe that, that'll lure him in. Uh, yeah, well, you know, I could possibly do that. I don't know if they have the Funko pop yourself online or not. I have to look into that. Anyway... All right, where can the people find you online, sir? Not Twitter. <laughs> um, Ados Baron on Instagram, Ados Baron on Facebook, and I, I gave in and started using TikTok, so I'm Ados wait, Baron. Wait, 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 wait. You picked up TikTok but left Twitter in the dust? You monster. TikTok is, ugh, no. I'm more of a visual person. You can put photos on Twitter. Eh. For those curious, it's at Baron on Twitter. I'm, of course, at TFU and Mike. You can also follow at Floorburger and follow, obviously, at TFToyCast for the show or at GeekCast Radio for the network. Follow all of us, folks. We are fun people, I promise, for the most part. <laughs> <laughs> So we will catch you next time here on ToyCast. 